Welcome to the Ike Packers Podcast. Go Pack Go. You already know that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Go Pack Go. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Please leave a five-star review if you enjoyed the show. We're IKE underscore Packers on Twitter. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Packers Podcast. Green Bay knocked off the Chiefs earlier in the year, and the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. So what does that mean for next season? Well, if Jordan Love and the boys get right, if this offseason goes according to plan and better, the Packers should have every shot at the big dance. Welcome in. Let's get Welcome into today's back to episode. to another episode of the Ike Packers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'm your host and Packers fans. The NFL season is officially over. The Kansas City Chiefs are Super Bowl champions, having knocked off the San Francisco 49ers 25-22 to in overtime in Las Vegas in what might go down as one of the most memorable Super Bowls of all time, the Kansas City Chiefs now winning back to back. First time that's been done in almost in 19 years. So they have a chance to go for the three P. And why is that so sweet? Because the Green Bay Packers are one of those few teams that actually beat the Chiefs this season. So don't go anywhere. This offseason is important. It's critical for Jordan Love, critical for this franchise to nail it. And we're going to be with you every step of the way. If you like today's show, please leave a five star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and text it to a friend. That's the number one way to to help us grow we're going to be touching on the super bowl the offseason the draft and more i'm joined by my co-host kj kj wow super bowl sunday what was your reaction off season, I call it the on season because we never turn it off and neither should you Packers fans. There's a lot going on. We've got the drafts. We've got free agency. We've got the combine. We've got, you know, snip, snip or keep. It's going to be interesting. It is going to be fascinating and uh, we're going to spend a, like, maybe a minute or two on the Super Bowl. I know everyone's kind of anxious to get back to pack talk, but I think it's important to mention it. Uh, a few key takeaways for me is our predictions were right. You know, um, you can't bat a thousand, but I think that it's another one of those that falls in the right column for Ike. And I knew the Chiefs were going to win it all along, not because I thought it was scripted. I think that's a load of BS, but simply because they had the best quarterback and really the best tight end as well. And uh, I think the bigger lesson here is, you know, while the 49ers were a very talented team, you could even expand this into the game of life. So many people were picking the 49ers simply because of how much they hated the Kansas City Chiefs. And when you when you kind of do that, it clouds the judgment a little bit. And it's just not really great practice. Like, look, I dislike the 49ers and I dislike the Chiefs. I would say I dislike both of those teams. I mean, I have respect for both of those teams, but I really don't like either of them. But I went with kind of what the logic would tell me. Hey, it's the most important position in sports, the QB and the tight end, man. I put some stuff on Ike Packers. Seven of the last eight Super Bowl winners had a top tier tight end. So that's one to watch for the Packers. Uh, Chucker Craft, I think he's going to be that guy. Luke Musgrave, I'm a little less convinced, although he's got raw ability oozing in him. You need to have toughness. I mean, you saw how tough Kittle was in driving the 49ers in that game. He ran back to the locker room, ran back to get on the field. He was battered and bruised. 
Kelsey, I mean, like, hate the guy all you want. I respect the greatness. He unloaded on that guy's shoulder. He turned on the afterburners on that last catch he had where he just demolished the 49ers defender. It's like he might have had 85 speed in Madden, but he looked like he was a 94 speed tight end right there. And I just respect it, man. I mean, winning three Super Bowls, winning two back-to-back, especially when the target's on your back, like he was right. It was on their back all season. I didn't necessarily want to see the Swifties win either. You know, like, I'm not going to put too much energy into it because I got bigger fish to fry. But it's not like I was, like, going out of my way going rah-rah Chiefs because that's certainly not the case. I just looked at the talent on the field and said, look, I think Kansas City is going to take this home. They both have great coaches. They both got have great ability to pressure with their defense. And... You know, they both got great tight ends. I think Kelsey's got the slight edge, and really the biggest advantage was the quarterback. And as far as everyone kind of talking about Travis Kelsey going off on Andy Reid on the sidelines, it's like, look, I like winning more than I dislike what he did right there. So you're feel to make up your own opinions. But, man, I thought it was good. Uh, halftime show, I give a solid, like, I don't know, man, like C-minus probably. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I didn't think it was great. Uh you know, is it entertaining? Maybe a little bit, but I remember, I'm old enough to remember when Prince performed at the halftime show. I remember the other year when they had 50 Cent, Eminem, Jay-Z, all those great, um, you know, musical guests, like kind of tied into one. I've seen much better halftime shows. I remember when they had Beyonce and Shakira, man, like this halftime show, I know there's a lot of rah-rah and social about it. Didn't really do it for me. I was like, let's get back to the game here. And as far as the ads, what a joke, man. I don't have really one singular uh, remembering ad that sticks with me. I really don't. I think a, a lot of companies played it safe. But when you're when you're spending seven milli on a 30 second slot, go ahead, play it safe. See what that gets you. You know, like I just think it was a waste of money if you're going to play it safe. You got to kind of be edgy a little bit. And um, I think it's one of the reasons people like Ike is just we are who we are. We're not trying to play it safe for anyone. There's no parent company who's telling us what we can or can't say because we are the parent company. You know, we are the owners. And, uh, yeah, man, what do you think? I'm excited for the Super Bowl next year. I think the Chiefs are probably the team to beat, man. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the Chiefs are in it again, but the NFC team knocks them off, maybe more than that in a sec, simply because how hard is it to three-peat? What do you think, Alex? Let's hear your thoughts. Lot to unpack there, Packers fans. For me, I like watching greatness. And the difference be in that game was that the Chiefs were greatness and the San Francisco 49ers were a really good football team. Here's what I mean by that. Patrick Mahomes made fourth down plays of greatness that Pat Brock Purdy just simply wasn't capable of doing. Travis Kelsey, you... You're upset that he wanted to be on the field? I'm not. I'm not. I don't think a single <laughs> Packers player has that type of fire in him. And what did he do? He backed it up. That's what it's yeah. all about. You don't just talk that to Andy Reid, who, Cage, I think you kind of – he is the best coach in the league. He's a le- slightly better than Shanahan, in my opinion. And it proved in the overtime when he had all of his guys prepared for that situation. Yep. Shanahan wasn't prepared for overtime. It was the one thing he <laughs> forgot to scheme for. He yep. schemed a great game besides that. But except for Andy Reid, that's that experience. That's that wisdom. But going back to Kelsey, I was saying it on the pod. You heard me, Packers fans. He was the true MVP this season. I will stand on that hill because, hey, I've never seen a player 
in recent memory since Tom Brady showed that type of fire and passion on the sideline up in his coach's face, let alone a legendary coach. And you know what it did? It brought the boys back. It brought him, you know, the type of swagger and attitude to go out there and run a dude over when it's fourth quarter, 10 seconds left on the clock. There was no messing around, and Travis Kelsey doesn't mess around. He doesn't fumble the ball. Christian no. McCaffrey fumbled the ball. Fumbled and the bag. As much as you want to say he was the offensive player of the year, as much oh, as you want to say Lamar Jackson was the MVP, as oh, much as you want to yeah. say Kittle was the first-team all-pro tight end, it's a bunch of bush league. Travis Kelsey was that dude all year. He's got the ring. He's got the girl. Let them sing. They're hating the news. He's having a great time. Let me tell you that. That's for sure. And here's one other thing I want to say. Yeah, I got one Chris Jones. I saw a moment in that game where Chris Jones Beast. called the Chiefs defense defense together on the sideline brought them together you knew who i had flashbacks to packers fans 92 reggie white chris jones for me is the closest thing to reggie white and he's a monster he's an animal who who on the packers defense is our reggie white right now and that is my concern that's what i think the packers need to do they need to get you know, a monster like him. They need to get someone mean like Kelsey. And until they do that cage, I think the chiefs are the team to beat. Like you said, there is no way you can just keep getting rid of Tyreek Hill, getting rid of all these stars year in and year out and just keep winning these bowls, man. It's all about the tight end, the QB and the coach. It's true. It's true. And the, and the defense and the D of course. Yeah. The D defensive line. I I got one more exclamation mark. Then we can move on to some pack talk is, Hate never comes from above. It only comes from below. So anyone who's hating on Travis Kelsey for showing that fire, it's like, he's got the last laugh. He's on top of the game right now. He's got the He's laughing at everybody. Everybody right now. Except for his boy Mahomes. I'd be laughing too. I'd be laughing too. And Mahomes, I just got to say. Respect. How how good is he? He is just calm and cool. And, And. Cage, the game was one in the margins. Those those plays where Mahomes clearly was under more pressure than Purdy from what I saw on the, you know, the yeah, side man, of that ball. No, but he, no, he got out of there and he no still debate. made it done. He we're still not talking got about it done. Mahomes. Yeah, okay. Like, we all know he's one wow. of the GOATs. Like, we're not talking about him. That's obvious, okay? The bigger story here is Kelsey. And hate never comes from above. It only comes from below. In life, on the football field, on social media, wherever. Next time you see a hater, just understand that's how it works. Sorry. And here's my final point. Do you have something? Yeah, okay. Go for it. Final point is what can Matt LaFleur take away from that offense and that bowl type offense I saw on both sides of the field. Super Bowl, yeah. There was tons of offensive explosive creativity, Cage. If yeah. you want to win the big one, you got to be pulling out the stops. Yeah. And Aaron Jones, if you want to win the big one, you got to run it to the house, my yeah. friend. And yeah. there's no, no excuses. Rashawn Gary, if you want to win the big one, you got to be getting sacks. No sacks. Sacks, yeah. Sacks. So it's Whoa. like those are the difference making plays that Green Bay did not have this year, even though they were darn close. Cage and and I just want to say you know we could transition now into the Packers talk. How close well, do you think the Packers say. are? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Well, well, here's the thing: getting over to Pack talk, right? You need three things if you want to win a Super Bowl, and I'm talking about trends. I'm talking about take the data, and there are always outliers, as with data, as in real life, whatever. But here's what you need: you need three things. 
You need an elite quarterback. Check, check. Green Bay's got that. You need an elite coach. Question mark. You know, is LaFleur, does he have what it takes? He's certainly a good coach, but is he an elite coach? We'll see. And then you need an elite tight end. It looks like we've got one uh, budding you know, star tight end. And that is uh, Tucker Craft, in my opinion. Like Luke Musgrave, maybe. I put on some tweets on uh, Ike Packers, Alex, over the weekend. Maybe you could scroll back a little bit, get some of these advanced stats of Tucker Craft. Tucker Craft, you saw what Travis Kelsey did after the catch. Tucker Craft actually averaged 7.5 yards after catch each time he got the ball this season. And he that's actually more than uh, George Kittle, first-team All-Pro George Kittle. He averaged 7.4 yards after catch. And it's also more than Travis Kelsey, Super Bowl champion back-to-back three, three times, Travis Kelsey, uh, who averaged 5.0 yards after the catch. Tucker Craft Tucker is an animal. He's an animal. Like, we knew it the first – I knew it the first time I talked to him on the pod last year, Packers fans. If you were with us back then, listen to the pre-draft pod. I encourage all of you to go back there and just see the, t- the confidence Tucker Craft had – um, on this pod a year ago before he even had anything accomplished in the NFL. Now his confidence must be on a thousand. After watching those games last night, he's probably saying, look, I'm going to be watching film of two guys, Kittle and Kelsey, and I might slant 60-40 to Kelsey. And like probably for the best, man, you know, like, oh, and Rob G. I don't want to uh, exclude Rob G there, but you need a tight end, you need an elite quarterback, and you need Matt LaFleur, or you need um, an elite coach. So it's like I would argue that the tight end and the and the coach need to take a step forward next year uh, because Jordan Love, I think if he gives you like maybe a slight step forward, which I expect out of him, like he doesn't need to take a leap forward. I mean, he was like second in the NFL in TDs this year. Like if he takes another slight step forward and even goes the first or even like improves his completion percentage as a deep ball. Adds a deep ball, you know, or even does the same, like second or third in NFL and TD passes. I think he's going to check check that box off. And so, going back to the other major key that that I didn't really touch on is you need a devastating defensive line, and that is what the Packers also are kind of working on. But we're going to talk a little early draft preview, maybe a little bit later in the show. But man, I mean, the Pack. I think they got to use this first round pick on another pass rusher. Um, or another defensive lineman. I know there's a lot of people clamoring about uh, defensive backs. Like, I think you can get those in the second and third round. I really do. I would not be opposed if you use the first-round pick on a defensive back. But I don't want the Alabama guys. I really don't. I think they're overrated. I think they have an all-world defense in front of them. And I think they're able to kind of just sit back and watch their high-pressured athletes in front in the trenches go and force terrible throws, and they just go and pick them off and inflate their stats. Like, I want the guy, if you're going to go secondary early, who's like kind of got a trash team, you know, like a, like a Devin Witherspoon. He's on Illinois. If you're going to be a top 10 cornerback out of Illinois, you better ball. If you're going to be a top first round pick out of Louisville, you better ball. And I'm talking about Jerry Alexander. You know, like where did Daryl Rivas play? I'm pretty sure he played at Pittsburgh, right? Um, yeah. So it's like, that's kind of just some data points I'll throw right, right back at you, Packers fans. But I believe that you got to keep building the defensive line and ideally, man, interior DL, right? Because, like, edge or DL, I don't really care. Like, get as many passers as you can. Give me Jerzon Newton. Jerzon Newton would be a great name. I know there's a few more maybe in consideration, but uh, secondary or defensive lineman or pass rusher, yeah. I mean, like, we're not going to get Brock Bowers, the elite tight end. Um, I think Josiah DeGuaro is going to get snip-snipped. And we also have Tucker Kraft and Luke Musgrave. So it's like, I would not be opposed. I know some Packers fans, it's like, 
They don't really like this idea, but you need to do whatever you have to do to make give yourself the best tight end room in football because the top two tight end rooms in football are playing in the Super Bowl. You know, do with that information what you will. That's just a point. That's just a fact. Whatever you want to do with it, you can do with it. But I think you add another third-round pick tight end, man. You know, something like that. Like, get another tight end you can develop behind Tucker and behind Musgrave because, frankly, like, they're not they're not sure things. I think Tucker's a sure thing. I'm a little like um less sure thing sure on uh on Musgrave, but like maybe this guy from Texas, right? Like if you add him to the number three spot, you don't have to worry about SHIT for the next twelve years. And um yeah, I mean Patrick Mahomes proved you can do it without a Tyreek. Uh, you know, Devontae Adams watched the playoffs from his couch. And Patrick Mahomes had a lot of rookie receivers, most notably Rashi Rice, who we had on the show last year, too. So one of these reasons you want to tune into Ike Packers podcast, you never know who we might bring on. Uh, yeah, I mean, Leo Chanel coming on Ike Badgers. That was fun, too. We'll see if we can get him on again if you're a Badgers fan, if you're a Wisconsin football fan. But this is a Packers podcast, so we're done talking about the Chiefs now. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on, you know, the Tucker Craft thing? Like, what do you think? How, how far away do you think the Packers are from the Super Bowl? Because one last thing I want to add before I throw it to you is I think this is the best thing to happen for Green Bay, that 49ers lost simply because now they're going to second-guess the quarterback position. Can Brock Purdy do what it takes? Does he have what it takes? And they're going to implode from within. A house divide in itself cannot stand. And I think if they would have won the Super Bowl, then Purdy would have gotten that extra leap you know, gotten over the hump of confidence. He, at the end of the day, is a seventh-round pick who's been carried by his team and has made some clutch throws. If there's one thing Purdy is, he's clutch, but push comes to shove, he ain't outclassing Mahomes, and I don't think he's going to outclass Jordan Love again. Uh, you know, Shanahan's an elite coach, but their team's getting expensive, and therefore I think it's almost time for another team in the NFC to leapfrog. Is it going to be Detroit, who has a, you know maybe a mediocre QB in Jerry Goff, or is it going to be the Packers, who have I would consider a budding superstar in Jordan Love? Alex, any thoughts on anything I just said right there? When I look at the Packers team, I'm actually happy that the Chiefs won because they should be inspired knowing that they were able to beat the champions yep. cage rather yeah, than point. you kind of yep. said like, Oh, you know, the 49ers lost because that kind of causes a little turmoil for 49ers. Well, both things are positives for green Bay. In my You're opinion, right. losing right. to the team that wins the super bowl is kind of like the gratification. But in, in when I played sports, that was more of like the, we should have had that. Like, how did we lose to the team that won the Super Bowl? That should have been us. But now you're like, okay, we beat the team that won the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are the champs. They, they kind of have that crown. They've had it for a while. Nothing new in the league. It gets everyone focused headed into the offseason. And here's my top concern is I don't know if the Packers are mean enough. And, yep. and th- this is just overall, right? You saw the 49ers defensive line eating up Mahomes in that first half. Both defensive lines are eating both up the opposing, defi- yeah. Both defensive lines, and, and I believe that the Packers have a strong pass rush, but I, really? I'm not so... I don't I'm know not, about that, Holmes. I'm not so sure that <laughs> it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to be able to do it when it counts, and, and that's kind of my whole point, Cage, is it doesn't matter if Chase Young doesn't, you know, have a great game against Detroit. In the Super Bowl, the guy looked all human, you know, all world, right? He, he was destroying guys and so I I really wonder about the Packers have they spent the money in the right 
places on defense because you can go out and get a free agent. You can go out and get someone on the defensive line coming up here. You can snip someone, maybe 69 David Bakhtiari, and put that money elsewhere. And here's another point I want to make, Packers fans, is how long do you expect Jordan Love before he can be that clutch in the biggest moment. I believe Jordan Love, but I think realistically we might be two years away. Okay, I would love it next year. He showed he was absolutely clutch this year, but, you know, it was a lot of pressure on the guy, and there's going to be, you know, some tough second-year starter probably growing growing growth pains because now there's going to be a playbook on him a little more than last year and we saw that happen with other qbs so jordan love expect him to get different types of presses different types of looks and i want to see him redo it but i'm not so sure it's going to be as easy as people you know make it out to be so how can the packers improve how can the packers improve around him we're going to need jumps as a unit in year two i'm looking at the roster we don't have the travis kelsey we need i like tucker crafts but we need a jump overall we need it from wicks we need it reed we need christian watson to get his head in the game and start coming back and getting mean and until he does that He's not going to be a Super Bowl type player, Cage. You know, you need to be out there totally locked in. And so I want to see this Packers offense grow as a unit. I think we have the best depth of maybe any team in terms of pass catchers at a young age. But how many of them next season are going to be? Are we saying that about right? Because right now, I don't think we're going to be drafting an offensive weapon, even though I would maybe like one more, like you said, another tight end just to just to fill the room up, stack the room up. Not in in the first second round, though, I don't think, you know, I don't think it's really going to be likely. I think we might go offensive line, big boy. And the one guy I think maybe and I'm 50 50 on him would be Cooper DeGene, because I think he's got some McCaffrey in him. You know, I think he's got a little bit of just overall ball. I see what you're saying. I see but but I, I'm not so thrilled about getting a DB because unless it's Charles Woodson, I can't remember a DB that made a huge, huge impact in a Super Bowl. Uh, Troy Palomalo. I mean, these you better be the best DB in the league. Yeah. Otherwise, get a defensive lineman. That's my stance. Yeah. Am, am I being too harsh on the secondary or is that just the truth? Bro, you ain't being harsh on anybody, man. If anything, I don't think you're being harsh enough, frankly, because this is all about going from good to great. This is all about going and taking the final step here. Like, we made it to the second round in the playoffs, and we probably should have made it to the third and the fourth round of the playoffs, right? We probably should have made it and been playing in that Super Bowl. And I encourage all the Packers fans, listen, I encourage all the Packers fans on X, like, if you want to win a Super Bowl, you got to ask yourself, what's more important to you, being a nice guy or winning the whole dang thing? Because being a nice guy will not get you to win the whole dang thing. You know, how many Packers uh, fans right now are using Apple devices? It's like, do you know who made Apple devices? Steve Jobs. Was he a nice guy? No, he was not a nice guy, but he made the best freaking devices that changed the world what about elon musk right is he known for being the nicest guy in the world like a teddy bear he's so nice everyone likes him no how much money he's got the most in the world so it's like travis kelsey patrick mahomes are they the nicest guys out there no kevin durant he doesn't have the killer instinct that's why he couldn't win without steph curry You know, look at LeBron, though. Look at Giannis, though. They've been able to win rings on their own accord because they all have that killer instinct inside of them. This isn't about being too harsh, bro. Throw that thinking out the window. It's about getting to the final frontier, man. 
That's what this is about. There's no room for nice. There's no room for nice. And I think that's a great time to mention the Packers' new uh, linebacker coach, right? We brought him in from the Dolphins. You know, we texted our source on the Dolphins, said, hey, what's up with this guy? I saw the video when he was dropping the F-bombs every other word, which I happen to like, because that's what the Packers need. And uh, basically, we just got some good uh, good feedback. He said, hey, he's a super good motivator. Um, he's a great guy, great coach. And, uh, you know, if Matt LaFleur is not going to be rah-rah, it means we got to have other guys around him being rah-rah. Uh, yeah, Al, I mean, not not harsh at all, my friend. If anything, yeah, we got to target these these. We got to target the killers, man. We really K- do. KJ is talking about Kirk uh, Oli, uh, or no Anthony Campanile, right? Like as yeah, the new linebackers yeah, coach, the fiery guy Campanile from uh, Miami. Um, I think, hey, the linebackers, let's bring out that animal in Quay Walker. Let's maybe, maybe get sign someone a next to him. Q. Maybe sign a patch. Maybe, maybe sign an animal next to him. But here's one point I want to bring up. If I'm looking at the draft big board right now. I see a lot of quarterbacks. I see a lot of receivers. And I believe those guys are going to fall. I think when it comes push to shove, everybody was seeing what we were seeing, Cage, and saying, hey, I don't, I don't think know if I need to take though. a receiver. I don't, I don't know think if the I QBs need... are falling. Yeah, not the QBs, maybe. but I was. Yeah. I don't think the. I don't think you're. You're. I don't think the key, the receiver trend in the top ten has been working out for them the way people pretend it's been working out. Yeah, it's like it's more of a you want to have thing. the sickest, cool receiver. Great, but yeah, I mean, you better have the Debo Samuel <laughs> have fun type sitting on the couch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, wait, I don't want to sit on the couch. I would rather be in the Super Bowl. And so my whole my whole point was that QBs rise there's a lot of options there and receivers are going to fall so i think that means you know the big boys the linemen that there aren't a ton of them in this draft are going to be rising up draft boards which means maybe the packers at pick 25 can go in with that best player approach and say hey we didn't plan on taking this guy but he's right here you know an offensive playmaker we're gonna we're gonna pull the trigger i'm i'm not so sold on these alabama you know cornerbacks either cage right like i'm not so no, sold, sold i would the, not this feel type good of... about it yeah i i just wouldn't um i i would i would want so- yeah go ahead but my my thing is i'm looking at the draft early on and we have to really be honest with ourselves like when we won the super bowl with aaron Rodgers, clay matthews and charles woodson we were a deep team we had playmakers all over but just like in now. general we had a star-studded offense. Yep. We had a loaded offense, and we DPOY. Kind of, we had a DPOY. We also had a DPOY, right? So, so let me who's ask you gonna this. Who's going to be the DPOY in Green Bay? Who's going to be the DPOY? Is it going to be Jair Alexander? Possible. Is it going to be Quay Walker? Extreme dark horse, but if he gets 10-plus sacks, I don't think there's anything holding him back. I think, you know, if Jeff Halfley ain't going to unleash Quay Walker in the pass rush, what are you bringing him in for? I'll leave the jury out on that one. You know, it's too soon to tell, of course. Make sure you go check out our deep dive if you haven't already. Um, Rashawn Gary, Gary, man, like maybe he takes a step forward. All the Packers fans are telling me like, hey, like <laughs> I got one, a little harsh on this guy. You know, maybe maybe getting nine and a half sacks and getting paid a hundred million dollars. Like maybe we're the ones in the wrong here. But like I'm willing to admit when I'm wrong. I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong. But 
you know, maybe he gets like 16, 17 sacks and, and lights the league on fire. I would be the happiest man in the world because that would probably result in a lot of winning. Kenny Clark, I think he kind of is who he is. You know, he did have his best year since uh, Pakistan's. Um, his dad got out of prison, so this is the first year his dad was out of prison. He's it's solid, career, but he's not set, DPOY. But. No, he he got, he set career highs across the board. So I think like the DPOY could potentially come from Quay, Jair, or uh, Gary, and I would almost argue like Jair number one, Quay number two, Gary number three, and and I think that it's a steep steep climb for all three of those guys. Um, yeah, man. And one back, one it more. It might thing. be free agent time. It might be free agent time. Bring in, bring in Patrick Queen. You know, maybe bring in someone else. We'll have to, we'll have to do a deeper dive on that. But going back to this killer instinct thing, Dontavian Wicks is an absolute dog, and so is Romeo Dobbs. And uh, I would argue Christian Watson is not. And sure enough, who's who's rising up the leaderboards, right? Like Dontavian Wicks, who's another staff for your Packers fans. He led the entire Packers team. Uh, Packers offensive team in terms of pass catchers, so I'm not including running backs, in broken tackles. And Christian Watson had zero broken tackles the entire year, and so did Luke Musgrave. And those are two reasons, going back to Luke Musgrave, why I don't believe he's going to be that elite tight end. You know, the guy's silky smooth, um, but, like, he's got holes in his game. And Tucker Craft can just do it all, man. But I'm not going to beat that horse into the ground. We've spent a lot of time on the tight ends. Uh, you know, we go around circles all day long. Yeah, man, I think you got to make an addition free agency. I Let's think you talk- got to snip, snip, uh, Deguara, snip, snip, Debakjari, probably snip, snip, Devondre Campbell, and you got to splash that cash on, on a Patrick Queen, on the linebacker from Carolina. You know, we'll put out more tweets in the coming weeks, Packers fans, so you, so you guys and girls are, are up to date with all these potential options. But I think we got to bring in one superstar linebacker, whether it be the draft. I know Texas A&M's player. I don't remember his name exactly, but this guy's a stud linebacker. And Texas A&M is one of those schools that, you know, their Miles guys Garrett. have proven. Well, yeah, exactly. Their guys have proven to be able to translate to the next level. Miles Garrett was the exact guy who came to my mind as well. Although he was the number one overall pick, so you almost expect that, right? Bears getting their, or excuse me, Browns getting their money's worth the number one overall pick. He finally won DPOY. How much beef do I have with that? Absolutely none. Once again, I got bigger fish to fry. Game wrecker. But, Game record, exactly. And you know what? I knew he had the killer instinct in him when mean. he took the, when he took the helmet. He's not off a nice smashed, guy either, Cage. He's not <laughs> when he took the helmet off and smashed Mason Rudolph. All right, if you let me finish my point. But yeah, um, he he doesn't have a nice guy in him. He, he's got a nice guy in him, but I think that's a little for show. I think deep down he's a killer, and that's why the Browns had the number one defense and also had. Uh, the DPOY. So some people have a beef with that. I'm a TJ Watt fan, you know, having been born and raised in Wisconsin. But like, look, he's gotten his flowers. You know, it doesn't hurt me if TJ Watt didn't win DPOY every single year. He gets plenty of credit, man. He gets plenty of money. You know, it's like, sure, you came in second or third, whatever. Your team didn't really do much. And um, yeah, I mean, anything to add to any of that, Alex? Well, when I when I see this offseason and, you know, Packers fans, when you're watching the Super Bowl, yes, we wish we were there. And that's why we're probably super heated right now. But this team's so close. Yeah, there's not there's not a ton of gaps. Right. You got Aaron Jones in the running backfield. He, he's better than Pacheco. He's better. He's just as good as, you know, he can do I what McCaffrey can do, yeah. but he's got to hold on to the ball. Bottom line, you got to hold on to the ball. You can't be coughing it up. Look at what happened to McCaffrey and you know, the Chiefs were lucky that they were able to kind of mitigate that. But, hey, you can't be turning over those those plays. The Packers aren't that good to be having those turnovers. Offensive line, 
I like Big E, right? He's kind of like our version of Humphreys, Chris Humphreys. We've got a solid offensive line. Creed Humphreys, yeah. Yeah, Creed Humphreys. And I think we've got some guys we can trust down there in the trenches to protect love. They care about love. Defensive line is going to be committee. And one name I think we're maybe sleeping on, Cage. Mr. Brooks? Luke. I was going to say Lucas Van Ness. We haven't really talked about him on this show, but is he is he a guy who can who's capable of getting 12 sacks and also being in that conversation next year? Or do you think that's two or three years away for Lucas Van Ness? Where, where do you stand on sacks? his development? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That- I mean, you see the potential all over him, man. I mean, he's got he's got unlimited upside. This guy's got unlimited upside. Uh, I mean, he he can do it. I know he's got it in him. We'll see if he does put it together. I don't know why the Packers hold these guys back with snap counts as much as they do. I'd like to see him just get unleashed out there. I'm a big believer in putting your stars in the field and letting them go to work. And uh, I think sometimes the Packers almost let analytics, like, not be their friend and work against them um, or or whatever. Going for it on fourth down. Well, and the other thing that was, yeah, don't even get me started on that. The other big takeaway I think we need to talk about before we wrap up here is – the Packers got to do better at kicker. Yeah, uh, both those absolutely. kickers in the game yesterday hit 55 and 57 yarders, breaking Super Bowl records. And really, the kicker who didn't miss the extra point, shout to Leo Chanel, who blocked the point, uh, his team won. So <laughs> we got to do better, Enough man. Said. Our kicking, our kicking was trash. <laughs> yeah. It was trash and it mattered. Like, it was trash. And, you, and can't, like, you can't have a guy out there who's going to choke, essentially. Any final thoughts, Al? Packers fans, I'm excited, right? You know, that Super Bowl, in my opinion, was a spectacle, the pinnacle of entertainment. My favorite commercial was the Dunkings. Let us know what your that favorite was, commercial was. was. Yeah, was I like solid. Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. I think they're they're funny together. Uh, I thought, you know, this halftime show was about a B minus. That was my grade. Ooh, Ludacris kind. was my guy because he essentially came in with a fire feature. That might be one of the best feature verses that I can remember, right? I mean, Luda kills yeah, that verse yeah. on, yeah, well, and no also, doubt. <laughs> the Afro, caught, that caught me off guard, the Afro. Uh, but yeah, Lil John also cool. Well, they're like, um, hey, Lil John, you can be in it, but you only get seven seconds. <laughs> and, and, you know, and even, you know, it wasn't like overkill. It wasn't like we were beat beat down with the Taylor Swift. She was chugging beers no, like David Bakhtiari. It was a great time. Yeah, and that's a everyone in the world, whether it was Paul McCartney, the Beatles, uh, you know, LeBron James, right? It's the place to be. Vegas, wow. I want to see the Packers there because it is the place to be. I want many of you to be there, Packers fans, who maybe never gone to a Super Bowl. I've never been to a Super Bowl. I would love to go, Cage. Uh, you know, it was absolute show. Packers fans, what a year. What a year. On season coming up next. Storylines always going crazy and it goes faster than you think. It's going to be draft yeah. real quick. Go yeah, ahead, no, Cage. Final thoughts. Combine's coming up. Free agency's coming up. Draft is coming up. It's going to sneak up on you. Don't miss it. You know where to keep it. Hey, two years ago, we're like, I think this Christian Watson guy profiles pretty well for the pack. I think we, we got a great fit here. I think he might just end up going to us. Sure enough, he did. Last year, same deal. Tucker Crash. I think this guy profiles pretty well. I think Lucas Van Ness profiles pretty well. Sure enough, both those guys end up coming to the pack. So we'll see who we do this year. We'll see who we identify as high um, probability fits and targets for the pack because there surely are some. Yeah, man, I, my biggest final take that I want Packers fans to understand is I believe with all my heart and all my logic that the Packers are going to be playing the Super Bowl 
within the next two years. I think it's either this season, next season, or both. We're going to be in that game. And once you're in the big dance, anything can happen. Take us home, Al. Jordan Love, full belief in our quarterback. Check, check, check. Packers fans, we want to say thank you for listening. If you like today's show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Go ahead, text it to another's Packers fan. Text, text it to, it to an NFL to friend and say, hey, it. you got to listen to this Ike Packers podcast. That was wild. That was hey, a warning, good time. Warning, it may, it may, it may ruffle some feathers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you, would you, would you think about the Super Bowl? Favorite commercial, Travis Kelsey, you know, what the Packers main need is. We're going to be open to all your DMs. We always read those. Thank you for writing in. It was a tremendous season. Wow. Fun, fun, fun. NFL football, does it get any better? I don't think so. Packers fans, thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go forever. If you enjoyed this episode of the Ike Packers podcast and want to help the show, please subscribe, tell a friend, and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This is how we can continue to give great value to you. As always, till next time, Packers fans.
sun Can you come through one time?